Hello and welcome to the Real Exes of Portland podcast, coming to you from Portland, Oregon. I'm Heather. I'm Sophie. And I'm Amy. And we are real women, real friends, with real stories. That are super juicy. And I might add, real boobs. (laughs) (laughs) And we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at The Real Exes Portland. And we will be hanging out with you guys every Wednesday afternoon. And you know what Wednesday is? Wine Wine Wednesday. Wednesday. Cheers. Deep breath. (laughs) I'm full now. Now I'm tired. (laughs) We should not have ate that much food. (laughs) Shit. All right. We're on, All right. Well, here we are. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Exes of Portland podcast. We're so happy that you've joined us again uh, with all of our craziness from week to week and all of the weird stuff we talk about. (laughs) But (laughs) so good. It's called life. That's right. Oh, my gosh. And boy, is it ever happening now. (laughs) I swear. Wow. I'm tongue tied. Sophie, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm. I, I can't even talk. I know. Either. See, it's, it, this is what happens in this midlife. Early, I, <laughs> middle of life. Midlife. Yes. We're just. Well, um, can yeah. we sort out our thoughts? <laughs> I know. I don't know. I might be in the I wrong think, business. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> oh my lord! So I think, um, you know, I don't know. I don't have a lot of fluff to talk about today. <laughs> a lot of times we have some fluff talk before we get started, but I think today is one of those days. Okay, truth be told, we just ate a shit ton of food, okay? <laughs> and we had watermelon, we had walnuts, we have fresh blueberries, we have so strawberries, we blackberries, have raspberries, some maple sausage links, <laughs> and some carrot cake muffins, and coffee, and oh my gosh. She put the cookies away already? I, she cleaned I up moved, everything. I moved the cookies. Oh, so royal. I'll get them. <laughs> and then we have some lemon That's cookies. Okay. There was a podcast that I, we posted just not too long ago, and I could hear someone chewing. That's probably me. It was her. <laughs> yeah, it was her. Oh, yeah. Actually, I heard that. <laughs> I, I did hear that. Whoops. I'll need to move my face away from the microphone next time I want to chew. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't I like... We were actually <laughs> chewing yes. from like this far. Oh, no. Okay, now we know how sensitive these mics are. Good thing. <laughs> and, right, and right now I'm about to have it in my mouth, so... Well, you always so, have something in your mouth. Oh. It's not a pube. It's <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, God. Hey, she's pulling out your... Uh, I always have to floss, floss my teeth. <laughs> got a fork right here just in case today oh my god we're so weird so prepared yes we're so prepared um but yes I don't know if you guys recognized that foreign voice over there in the background but we have a mm. guest speaker today <laughs> ding 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 wait is this gonna no that's my wrong water ding. bottle wrong ding work. wrong oh, ding I do like the. that's pretty good okay so Anyway, we would like to introduce, well, actually, I'm going to let Amy do the introduction because this is someone that she's introducing us to, too. Yeah. As my True. eyes get really big, I know. where are we going to go where, on this one? Exactly. Where could we go with this one? Yeah. So long ago. 
So I am introducing my friend, Audrey. I have known Audrey for so many years. 25? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least 25, I feel yeah. like. It would be 97 that I came to Tualatin. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. about 25 yeah, years. Yeah. 20. Yeah. Can you believe it's been, it's like, it <laughs> I know. That it's been that long? It's been a long time. Yeah. So, Did you guys go to school together? Mm-mm. No, we went to the same church, college group mm-hmm. church. Yeah. Yeah. Where we met a lot of people and end up our uh, ex-spouses were uh, the closest of friends mm-hmm. at that time. There were oh. three of them and uh, one is still happily married to his spouse and so it was like the six of us were constantly doing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like getting together, doing all the fun stuff. I don't necessarily know always dating, but like, but we were friends for sure. Yeah. Through a part of it. Yeah. I was late on the scene. Yeah. That's yeah, true. I was late on the scene. And, and so it was a little bit different like experience yeah. for me because I was just getting swept up in being the new person mm-hmm. and... Um, a lot of people had known each other for a really long time. And so it was a time of transition as well, because I was also going back to school. I had transitioned from from leaving one school and I was going to another. And so I was trying to make connections at the same Mm -hmm. time. And she was was very, very bubbly and very, very social. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you fit right in. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Yeah, but yeah. it's a lot different than it was than I was back then. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. So. But it's, you know, you're all just living in the moment. Yeah, exactly. So I need to learn how to do that better. Living in the moment. Speaking of. Uh, <laughs> well, you're here. Get yeah. Well, we can start today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm always worried about what happened in the past mm. and worrying about what what I'm going to do tomorrow and what I have to do later today. Of and course. Check, check, check. Get this done. Get this done. Yeah. This done. Instead of like enjoying. Yeah. 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 So. Savoring the moment. That's mm-hmm. such a hard thing, right? Mm-hmm. To be in the moment of it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally get it. But right now, today, it's oh, your moment. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> Audrey is spotlight. So Audrey does some awesome things for her business, and who mm. she is today is uh, different than the young woman I met mm. so many years ago. So um, we definitely would like to hear about what you offer in today but I do know that what you're doing as your business and how you treat yourself and Mm. your family and your life is different than back in the day so could you 100% share some pieces from how you got from kind of point a to point b now yeah um and thank you for being I'm so glad to be here like it is such an honor to be here to get to spend like moments just connecting with yeah. each of you and um, for you just to open up your home. And I just, it's its an honor. So I just noticed that and take that in. And so thank you. Well, you're so welcome. Much. Thank, thank you, you for coming. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, to share a little bit about my story, I guess we could start 25 years back, but that just kind of feels like sure. a lot. Yeah. 
And so the only thing I'll say about what I was, have always done is I've always walked alongside people. And that is always, I've always been a friend to anyone Mm -hmm. and everyone. I easily get along with people and connect with people. But I did that from a place that needed really to like find my identity in other people. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I would say back then I become really unburdened by other people, mm-hmm. but in my faith, that was the thing to do. That was the right thing to do is to be selfless and to mm-hmm. show up that way. And so I found a way to cope and be in that moment. Um, but then let's see, 17 years later, cause I got married to the to the friends that we, mm-hmm. you know, to the friend that, um, of Amy's at that time. And my life, I ended up having two kids and I was going in a path that to some degree looked like it was really great on the outside. It was awesome. Had all the things. I was super busy, super plugged into church, doing what I thought was the right things and great. And then my world got turned upside down. And that was the my marriage just basically taking a long time to come to a, a very stark end mm-hmm. and how long, that? how long were you married just out of curiosity I was married for um gosh we we it took us two years from the time we started talking about it to actually completing it so it's kind of weird to kind of think like uh, how long were we married um we were married 16 years wow from the time that we actually divorced. And so, actually, no, that's wrong. It was almost almost 17 and a half, sorry. Mm. I know all the numbers going back to a brain that doesn't always mm -hmm. think so well. Yeah, and I only think, the only way I know math, I have to do the math. I don't remember the actual number. It's always, yeah. the, I have to think back to the year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do that for my kids' age, too, which is so <laughs> crazy. I'm like, what year were they born? And then I do the math. Yeah. <laughs> Just for fun. Yeah, right, right. yeah. yeah exactly. It keeps you on your toes. There you it keeps go. you on your toes. People are like, why is that taking you so long? I'm like, oh, well. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so 17 and a half years and my career, I had really focused on a different career and so many things were transitioning. And so that went upside down. I had transitioned out of the career that I knew, um, which had been very driven towards management and going in corporate America to now I started working for a church and thought that I was going into <laughs> ministry. Uh-huh. And that's how I transitioned and then basically six months after my divorce that got turned upside down and I lost my job due to budget cuts at a church oh wow so it was a single mom of two at a church <laughs> that <laughs> let me go uh-huh. and that I had to go well, that doesn't that. sound like a very churchy thing to do <laughs> it, it doesn't really feel that There's way another one of our made-up words yeah. yes <laughs> yeah so no. the place where you're feeling like you should get the most support, support. yeah oh my gosh I can't even imagine yeah so it became this a journey became not just a journey about how do I venture in life as a single person but it became also a a crisis of faith Mm -hmm. journey 
And I did a lot of the things that I knew to do. I kept striving and achieving in my faith and in my religion that I had pressed into. And I still kept doing. I was so, I was such a do, like an overachiever. Um, There was very little time that I sat and I can relate. Yeah. And it's a distract. It's a distraction. I mean, at least or like a coping. Mechanism. A, it's a coping mechanism to distract from the stuff that might bother bother you, or you know, one hundred percent. Well, if you've been told in your faith all your life that your heart is deceptive and you're you're depraved, you're you're a depraved person. You're a sinner. You're a sinner. Mm-hmm. Who wants to spend time with that? <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, no one's jumping up and down yeah. and going like, hey, I want to get to know that person. They're so great. You're so funny. Oh That's true. It's, it's, yeah. We all just go, no, I'm going to be mm-hmm. selfless and mm-hmm. I'm going to p- concentrate on other people. And through that, I would have identity in other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> that is a very interesting wow. thought because that is, yeah, I, <clears throat> like I feel sometimes I'm so sensitive that I take on other people's emotion yeah, and, and you, and, and it, 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 it really absorbs. It's and heavy. Take, it's yeah. heavy and it takes away yeah. from me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, totally. uh, and that's kind so of So you like, are carrying around everyone's burdens. Right. Besides your own. Besides my own. And I was doing a lot of those things that you do to mm-hmm. cope and you want your kids to be connected and you we were staying in church type things but you go around knowing that you know god doesn't like divorce and mm-hmm. there's a lot of <clears throat> just a lot of shame even though i wasn't the per- like i can sit back and go i was a part of this relationship the thing that started the divorce was not something that i participated in yet as a woman a single woman in a church felt like that that big D, mm-hmm. like, was not only on my chest, but was on my forehead. It was <laughs> everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. <clears throat> and you felt the uncomfortableness of walking in. And you didn't know if that was because of what other people were judging you or what you thought they were thinking about you. Mm-hmm. But the, the gap to start the conversations, and they didn't ask a lot of questions because, really, we don't – at least in the churches that I participated in, and I tried different churches, mm-hmm. they don't know how to hold space and let someone just be without fixing it or mm-hmm. putting this God stamp on mm-hmm. it or this way of being like, oh, we'll just do this mm-hmm. and we'll solve it that way because it's not really something that we can solve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that journey from there started me <clears throat> looking at um, I, I went to prayer retreats was the first, it was kind of the inroad to contemplative life and prayer retreats were invitations to change the way I had engaged with what I call now divine. I, to me, using God is like actually a triggering word mm-hmm. where I allow, I allow, I not allow, but <laughs> others can use God. That's mm-hmm. where they sit. That feels, that feels grounding for mm-hmm. them to have this, this definition of God. But for me, I can't, I don't, that started to trigger, s- word. trigger mm-hmm. word. It started to separate me further from this faith that I knew. And so 
these prayer retreats were opportunities for me to listen differently mm-hmm. and to experience what it was to create um, safe space for myself, which took a really long time because <clears throat> I didn't really want to get to know the, you know, that the wicked heart and that darkness. I was really, really scared of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I didn't really spend a lot of time. Most of the times that I would spend were still very high level answering the right questions. Exactly. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. take a question and you knew the right answer. You could look in a book that told you what the answer was <laughs> yeah. supposed to be. And if you didn't, if you thought differently, you would be pushing the envelope. Mm-hmm. And I did that anyways, really. I did, I asked these really hard questions a lot of times and people like, you know, they're like, well, you are right, but can you just stick to this, like yeah, stick to right. the script? Mm-hmm. Because that feels comfortable. This mm-hmm. feels like we are grounded. But mm-hmm. in reality, for me, I wanted a larger experience for sure. Mm-hmm. A larger experience of divine. Mm-hmm. And it was never, divine was never so restrictive. Mm-hmm. So after losing my job, I went actually back to school, which is kind of crazy. I finished college in my 40s. Good for you. Which I was like, I started a career, I finished a career that I, or finished a a way of of my career that I wanted to do (laughs) 20 years later Mm -hmm. because I wasn't, that wasn't something that was encouraged when I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so I had to put it aside and do the right thing and yeah. lean in a different way. And so it was um, going back to college as a 40 year old <laughs> is so different. Did you stay in a dorm? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really fun. I know, I know actually, right? Because <laughs> I would have played probably a yeah. lot more than I did when yeah. I was going like, because <laughs> when I was going before as a, I was a basketball player. And so I had to be, you know, somewhat disciplined because you know, you had to do the right thing. So, but, um, well, you look young, so I think you would have been able to pull it off. (laughs) That would have been really, really fun, but I did it online and to finish my degree. But what was interesting about it was still asking a lot of certain questions and only wanting the right answer. And I was always butting up about my experience of because I did finish a degree in biblical and theological studies so that's where I was at in the moment and I only went that route because at that time the church this church the 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 school that I went to wasn't wasn't bridging the gap to having women's leadership which made me really upset (laughs) but at that time that's what we were stuck with and so it was just a reality of um the process. But I just remember there were certain questions that I was like, well, this is the answer you want, but the application is so different. Mm -hmm. That's not life experience. And we cannot live in alternate reality. Like it's about the experience of getting in and how does this impact me? Mm -hmm. And so, um, it was those places that I got to start exploring who is this person? What really matters to her? Who is she? How do I create a safe space around honoring the deep, dark places? 
And so through prayer retreats, then I ended up starting um, and going into a small group where doing some of what you guys do here a little bit in that you guys are really open and free and there's not any judgment, mm-hmm. right? That is so rare. Mm-hmm. Wow. Really, that feels really, good to hear that. Really, cool. I think it's really, really rare to find pockets of friends or people mm-hmm. that you can show up and you don't worry that you're risking a relationship if you tell them mm-hmm. you did this thing mm-hmm. and they, you know, react out of that, mm-hmm. you know, of trying to fix it or feeling uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. if you can co-create safe space with even one person, you actually learn to co-create safe space with yourself. Mm-hmm. So you learn by doing. Mm-hmm. It's the experience of it. So the three of you together and how you interact is actually teaching each one of you in different ways Mm. how to be safe with yourself Mm. and be more vulnerable. Wow. I don't like being vulnerable. (laughs) No. (laughs) You are with us. I'm just going to put that. Oh, very. I mean, I'm lucky they still let me come over. (laughs) I'm, I'm very naughty sometimes. But they welcome you, like all of you. Mm-hmm. And actually, if they only welcomed a part of you, this group wouldn't be what wouldn't it work. is m- intended to do. Right. Yeah. So, But you have to learn in the process mm-hmm. that it is safe. So you want to say that you're, you, that you're naughty, that you're this and that. But in reality, you're testing you're testing the relationship to know, like, can I show up for real? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. like I just, I asked Amy when she got here if she was going to paddle my butt <laughs> because I was being difficult on some, on text message. Oh, it was morning. only regarding yeah. food. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal, but still, yeah. um, I, I mean, I say it teasingly, but partly I'm like, oh, it's like I have my tail between my legs. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that is something that you learned mm-hmm. as a young person and so that shame or fear is so real. So we joke about it, mm-hmm. which is how we deal with it. But in reality, we're trying to work that stuff out. And those are all invitations for you to heal. Mm-hmm. And so when she responds to you like, I love that you were, or that thank you because I wouldn't have known, you then get to relax a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And you might still joke about it, mm-hmm. but it's a way of becoming like you're aware. More, you're becoming yeah. more and more aware of your own vulnerability mm-hmm. and the invitations that are there. So this is what you teach now? Are you- like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I do. Wow. So I just show up and this is what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, so, when I heard you on a podcast recently, I don't remember if you said it or it, it was what came to mind, but it's like the sounding board that you want. Like when you show up to in a group of people or just one-on-one, you want to be able to freely say what's on your mind mm-hmm. And then also kind of hear it in return. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because, and so when you have somebody who like can hold space and then sit there, listen to you and not react, mm-hmm. not say, oh, 
this is the wrong way or like uh-huh. how we grew up, um, that you can ask questions if you're going to ask questions that have to do directly with the person and what they're sharing versus what you what you want to say out loud because so many people jump to and I I mean in our dynamic we do this because we get so excited but we'll (laughs) um often want somebody will share something and will automatically bounce back information you haven't always heard the other person like we have something we want to say so we say it but for you you're you're sitting in a space where it's either a group of people or one person and you're able to be that sounding board so that person can feel safe and then also hear what they're like wanting to put out there is that correct 100 percent. yeah so you, oh, sorry. I mean, yeah. so you're, hopefully you're going to talk about this, but it sounds, I, I don't know hundred percent, but it sounds, so I, I know I learned you have a podcast, which hopefully you're going to talk about that. Yeah. But also do you have like your own in person? Like, yeah, I do. Some, I do some mixtures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, back to what you're saying, because what you just said is <laughs> really profound. So another thing I do is I pause. Mm-hmm. And I let that stuff sit. Mm-hmm. Which is hard. Which is really, really hard. Because mm-hmm. we want to pick it up and we want to do mm-hmm. something with it. Absolutely, yep. Yeah. And so to be able to listen to the vulnerability that you even offered in an explanation, mm-hmm. is, it's big. Sure. Because uh, if we're met with compassion, and one of the things you didn't mention compassion, but Mm -hmm. being able to say something and someone meets you with compassion, Mm -hmm. which is just to hold the space or acceptance, gives you a sense of, oh, I get to think about this differently. I get a moment to just breathe and like, I did say something and it has value. It has weight to it. And so, and it's a way of validating too, people like validating, you may not understand, you may not, you may not be able to comprehend exactly what they're feeling, but to know that they're, that they know that you have a place for that, regardless of how it's like that person receives it. It, 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 you can, you don't have to show, go, I don't understand that. Like, those types of remarks are the ones that make people shut down. Mm-hmm. Right? 100%. Yeah. So I want to share a story about that because it's so, it was so eye-opening to me was I realized in a moment with my daughter who has a hard time sometimes communicating what's going on for herself mm-hmm. and in some ways will not share anything because I was so desperately wanting to understand. I kept asking more questions And I had this moment to realize, hmm, is the goal here to understand or is the goal here to be in relationship with my daughter? And so sometimes we transition the goal to understanding and like, I won't be able to show up if I don't understand. Yeah. But what if sometimes we're not supposed to understand Mm-hmm. And what rolls off the person's mouth, we're just supposed to bear witness to those words and hold space for it because the relationship matters more than 
me understanding. Yeah. I had a similar experience just recently with my son too. And he was upset too. And he, and I was like, so what's, what's, what are you upset? He's like covering his face and doesn't want to show me that he's crying. And, and I'm like, what's wrong? You can tell me anything. He's like, I, 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 there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong at all. And I'm like, and I was having a bad day that day too. And I was like, okay, so he's not going to tell you, so you're going to have to let it go. And then I said, well, I'm feeling sad too today. And, And I said, can I just get a hug? And I got the best hug and him and I just hugged for like 10 minutes. Mm. And, um, you know, I wonder what was in his heart at that point. I don't even know if he understood what was going on, why he was crying. But, um, but I know I was having a bad day too. So I just said, you know what, we're both just having a bad day. So and that is so more profound than like the seeking questions. I'm a questions person. I like, I mean, I think y'all know by now, but <laughs> <laughs> I do like to understand yes, where people come from or what, what makes them tick. Of to course. me, I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. So then, um, so then I know how I could be like a better friend mm, yeah. or, what, or a better parent. And I have that child where I constantly ask questions and we're now in this space where he's trying to be like really independent. Mm. We're not coming home all the time. That's okay. But, and he's like, I don't want to tell you everything. And mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, oh, I, in order to understand you, But like what you're saying when you were talking, I was like, oh, it just hit me that it is way more important for me to have the relationship with him regardless of whether I understand or not. And lately, we've been butting heads so much because I ask questions and technically I already know the answer and the answer isn't something that I like I I don't mind hearing it but it's not something that I agree with or respect and so therefore we're constantly butting heads and when you just shared that piece to me it really like just turned a little notch in my brain like it to me is way more important to have that relationship with him than for me to understand him especially when I already know because we have a long history of this they don't really understand (laughs) anyway 100 percent. well and as the adult in that you've already written the like you're in some ask a question i didn't think i know the answer but i've also written the history of where that that trajectory is and it's so it's freaking me that yeah you can say it you can say it we we press the ex on our uh, explicit not just on the x's yeah (laughs) but but we i'm like i'm I'm freaking out inside just like like i have to save them from themselves and so what you're doing in not just holding that space is you're actually trusting the inner goodness of them mm-hmm. to figure it out, oh, which is so really, is so hard as a parent, yes. but it's also really hard as a friend or it mm. is really hard if you have aging, if you have aging um, parents, it's really hard to trust that maybe the choices that they're making 
Sophie's oh, reminder. Oh, no, that's my dad trying to FaceTime me. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of parents. Yeah. That's, weird. Yeah. that's creepy. Yeah. Oh, But that we're, we don't even trust, you know, we, do, we have a hard time trusting, especially when personalities are different or their journey is going to be different. And that's another reason why we want to understand is because yeah. we want good for mm-hmm. uh, not only ourselves, but good for other people, mm-hmm. which is a really good, amazing sure. thing. Yeah. It's awesome. And, and yet, um, what if we get to watch the story unfold differently and just hold space and actually do it? Because I feel like with this particular kiddo, I often talk where, I mean, y'all know he and I are very different and I do give him a ton of grace and a ton of like, let him evolve because he still lives at home and I think most parents would have kicked their child out by now for some of those things and so it's easy for me to say it yeah it's even easier for me to tell him because I don't ask him all the questions but I'm still asking him questions when I already know the answer and so but it's entirely different to like actually hear yourself think it and do it because you're choosing to do it oftentimes I feel like we do things because uh it's just part of the routine that we've been doing forever and so we don't necessarily think about it yeah and so there's always a dance there's always a coordination sometimes with the way you deal with certain people yeah and and you go you know you're the lead on one dance and then another one yeah. you're just you're the partner or yeah, whatever yeah it's yeah. just it's it's uh i think it's those relationships with individual people is can always be dynamically different mm-hmm. on the way you, yeah. yeah and it sure. brings up a lot of different things for different people like mm-hmm. you can see kids how they're how they are with their parents and then the kid comes to your house without their parents <laughs> yeah. and then you have this totally other kind of kid and it's just like mm. you know wow or yeah I, I yeah you see some of that too like you just mm-hmm. see the dynamics and you, then you're like that poor kid just wants more attention that's what that kid wants <laughs> right and is that a acceptance. bad thing that's yeah. really actually acceptance a sense of belonging like really good needs that seem that are getting unmet mm-hmm. in different ways. And so um, that was another like behavior is actually a form of communication, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. as a form of an inconvenience or something that I ha- like that I would have to do. So it's th- those things are so hard to hold space for a lot of times because well I mean I have an agenda like I only have so much time and so having the space to have these in what we would consider inconvenient in America I think it's inconvenient to hold space and it's inconvenient to you know lose our shit and And pause and pause because like when I listened to you on the podcast the one that you were just a guest Mm -hmm. in and then your 
I will ha- I will say, because I'm human, I will share here that I actually was kind of annoyed with the pause. Mm-hmm. But now that I think about it, I was even driving here thinking like it, especially if you're ADD or ADHD, a pause can be a long time. (laughs) (laughs) And so in some of the pauses in the podcast, I was annoyed because my brain doesn't work that way. But as I was like processing coming here, the pause is important because the pause is reflection the pause is a million different things it's acceptance it's hearing somebody and we all want to <laughs> we all know <laughs> all <fine>. these noises <laughs> that's my alarm to drink water let me go ahead and drink, drink a sip <laughs> sorry we want to hold these pauses yeah. for the people that are important to us or like for us it's also the new people that we're mm. encouraging to come yeah. to our events to be a part of our storyline and in that we're constantly rush 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 go 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 a pause for someone like my ADD brain a pause is like three seconds or five seconds it's not more than that but in the in your podcast it is more than that and we need those of us who have these quick brains um need to realize that you can only do so much reflection in three seconds (laughs) as you can in 30 seconds. And really, the 30 seconds isn't bad. I mean, if you could think, take 30 extra seconds of laying in your bed with your eyes closed, that that seems pretty awesome for me. But in my normal world, it's like three to five seconds. 100%. So what's interesting is that when I first went to this small group and we started doing contemplative practice and we did a welcome like where we arrive Mm -hmm. and that was a breathing and and I'm arriving I'm starting on something that first time was agonizing (laughs) because I was like what am I supposed to do in this time period where am I supposed to go and thankfully she guided us to kind of like these are the things that are going to help you clear your mind that process has these pauses I didn't have this that much when you first met me sure and what's profound about that podcast if you go back and listen to it she kept the pauses in she could have edited. I was thinking actually because I do the editing I'm like okay because I delete the pauses (laughs) she kept the she kept the pauses in and one of the pauses I actually explained why I didn't say something because I was holding how heavy what she had asked me. Mm -hmm. I wanted what she had said to have weight. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. what's interesting is for you to be annoyed with it. I had someone else respond back to me and go, I love that about you. And I never get that in anything that I ever do. Mm No one. And I, that was my experience of you a couple years ago. And I love that you actually breathed and it made, she's like, it invited me to breathe. And I went, Oh wow. I didn't, I never knew that that was missing. Like that was even missing in my life. And so it's been interesting to get on social media or to 
enter into podcasts where I'm a person that really does think about what I'm going to say. Yeah. And I let stuff fall. And I learned that in this group, but I took me two and a half years. Sure. And then spiritual direction certification training, which then did the same thing where it allows people to open up and I get to, maybe we pick it up and maybe we don't Mm -hmm. because sometimes people will, they have stuff just to get out. Mm -hmm. It just needs to be run across their ear for you to know how profound what you're saying actually is is. Mm -hmm. because you paused to give it weight Mm -hmm. for it. So I love what you have to say because I know there's a lot of ADHD brains out there and they're so invaluable and there is an invitation for them as well that can still happen within that space. Maybe they don't need, you know, the five second pause. (laughs) Maybe that's too much. Yeah. But maybe it's the two second. Maybe it's the breath. Yeah. It's just that extra piece because it's so automatic and there's just no room to, to take any kind of space, to take any kind of break really. And because we're women and it's go, 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 um, plan, 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 or even if we're not going, we're still momming at home, even if our kids are doing all the things because we're prepping for the week ahead or whatever 100%. it is. And so um, so I do think it's important and it should be reminded that those of us who are so automatic, who are so focused, hyper-focused on things, that is just as important, if not more important, for those of us who think that way to actually take a break. Yeah. And so what is self-care for you that actually is taking a break and not necessarily what is prescribed self-care? Sure. So, and I'm not belittling pedicures and nail and getting your nails done or getting your hair done as self-care that's but sure. it might it might nourish you in one way, but it doesn't actually reach your heart, or your soul, ro- your soul mm-hmm. to where you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, I breathe today. Like I wonder if your care, Sophie, for your plants is a way that you actually pause to breathe. I look outside. I look at my plants. I watch. I yeah. love looking at them every single day. I spray them even though they don't need to be sprayed. Right. But I yeah. love and I'm like, oh, there's a new bud. I see a flower. Oh, I and then I propagate. And then I'm like have like three or four plants going right now that I'm trying to reroot and all this other stuff. And I like love it because um I don't know, is it accomplishment? Is it I, I don't know, but it does. It does nourish my soul. Like I feel that 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 connection. Um I see that. I can and relate. Yeah. yeah. And I know I go, you do that. I go out in my yard, in my garden, and every single day, I mean, even though I might have looked at it the day before, I just walk around and I see what's grown, and maybe I deadhead, I water, I look to see how much my zucchini's grown, I look to see if I have any new green beans or whatever. Yeah. And, you, and you're, you're, you're the woman that used to help your, your um, client, you have her plant. I have one of my clients that passed away, I took her rhubarb plant from her yard and so it was a way 
for me to take a piece of her and um and it's okay. doing it's so healthy it's unbelievable how it's growing in my yard too so um, I love the spirit of that yeah and that it yeah. honors not only her life but it continues to bring life to Absolutely. you and you get to go out there and and reminisce or or cherish mm-hmm. or my friend loves to say revel yeah. you know yeah. she loves yeah. that word of reveling mm-hmm. and and it's participating in life that's moving at a speed that is not in a hurry which is kind of interesting like Nate someone reminded me actually it was a counselor who said you know nature it's a quote I think it's a a Tayo Tayo a quote nature is never in a hurry but everything is accomplished Well, and then even yesterday, I went on that adventure um, yes. on a motorcycle with, <laughs> <laughs> you know, on a, on, a, on a date. And I just took the chance and went on a second date with him and just trusted that, you know, he's a nice guy and stuff. So I'm not, not afraid about that. But <laughs> I love how you qualify. You have to, you have to qualify <laughs> it because <laughs> we're all no, like, I'm, like uh, I'm going to have family listening to this. <laughs> what the hell are you doing on a motorcycle? I know. <laughs> Having loads of fun, I hope. I know. But it was liberating. It yes. was I it was the one of the best days I've had in mm. years. It was just so I and mean, when you're on a on a motorcycle and you don't and I wasn't driving, I didn't have to think about anywhere. Mm. I didn't even really you know, I didn't really know the direction we were going and I didn't I'm like, where are we? Are we in southern Oregon? <laughs> Western, where are we? Are we poor Western? We'd be by the ocean. Okay, what road are we going down? (laughs) He's like, like, Southern Oregon is another 180 miles down the road. So, no, you're not. (laughs) Did you take enough money to get back if you you, you were so like, okay, that's good. Good point. I don't care. I don't care. The wind's in my hair. (laughs) But, and the perspective that you have, so on the motorcycle, which was amazing, is that I, you know, you're when you're driving in a car, you look through the front window or you look through the side, mm. and because his head's in front of me, I was looking to the side. I'm like, I can see him looking to the side too. I'm like, Keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, and then and then him and I couldn't talk because he didn't yeah. we didn't have any way. Oh, of I was going to ask if he had headsets. Yeah, on. no, oh, he okay. didn't. And so he would just tap my knee if something oh. we passed something, mm. and I was like, oh yeah, that was really cool. Or and um, and then all of a sudden he slowed down and stopped, and we would go to this part of a creek or something, oh, and we just check things out and uh, and and nature up there. I had no idea. The, yeah. Like uh, we went to a place that was called the Blue Pool. I think. Yes. Yeah, the Blue Pool. And so it amazing. was unbelievable. The color. You would think you were in the ocean, like in yeah. the Caribbean somewhere, where the the water is uh, like that yeah. aquatic green or marine or whatever yeah. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. it just glowed and I don't know I was completely amazed and then we walked by this uh you know there's tons of obviously these big trees uh, Oregon is really beautiful and um you know one of the the, the roots or something were kind of coming up but it was really really big like I don't know I don't know, like a, um, a foot long, but thick. And it looked like it had markings on it. And then I thought at first I was like, oh, that might look like a petrified piece of wood. And then 
and you see a little heart shape in the middle of it. I was like, and it wasn't, it was, it was natural. It wasn't like cut in. I, I can, because there's tons of lots of lines and stuff going through it. And there's just this heart. And I'm like pointing it out to him. So I have like now got him thinking about a whole bunch of different things now. And so he, and he did the same for me. And, um, but it was so, and I, and I was just looking, I was like, I have like a complete view of everything. And I was just enjoying everything about it. Love that. I just, I absolutely, I'm like, no wonder people get fucking addicted to this mm-hmm. bike thing because yeah. it's absolutely breathtaking. I don't know. I yeah. was just, I really, um, have you, has anyone else here ever been on a motorcycle? Well, my oh, parents your dad. have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. My parents have oh, been riding yeah. for about uh, 15 years, I okay. think. And uh, they haven't been riding as much the last couple of years, but. I remember at some point in time in a small duration, they had put like 100 or 200,000 miles on their motorcycle because they've gone all over the United States on it. Mm. And um, my dad just, uh, both my parents, but very, my dad, you know, it's his, <laughs> it's his way of like prayer or it's yeah, his way of 100%. getting out there. There's freedom. It's kind of like flying, but not obviously not mm-hmm. flying, but people feel that way. Like if you could ever fly the wind, everything, the smells, it's visceral. yeah, it's just a very kind of like dreamy like, but in real life and my parents have always loved doing it and we all of us girls and even Ethan used to ride with Papa mm. on the back of the bike and it can it can be extremely therapeutic. Oh, I thought it was yeah, really profound to be honest and um I'm I'm going to Crater Lake next weekend. Oh, okay. <laughs> she loved oh. it so much oh, she has so much plans money. for every weekend until the end of the year. <laughs> No, the adventuring okay. is such a th- is I such a it's so important yeah. Yeah. i think that near after about uh i would say like after five four or five years i started to get back into walking in nature by myself and i started camping by myself and i was like i'm just gonna get out there and it's amazing how being out there and pushing myself past mm-hmm. these things um opened up the invitation, like I just think of all the invitations that you got to experience in ways that you would have never, never. gotten to. Never. Mm-hmm. And you trusted, like you trusted the day to unfold, which is is really cool because in that trusting, you then got to be surprised by things. Uh, it was definitely the best date I've ever been on. Yeah. Best date, hands down. Because it was just... um. You know, he, uh, when I talked to him this morning, he's like, you're, because I had told him that, you know, I'm used to always taking care of these men. I find these broken men and then I have to take care of them and then they just take advantage of me and then it comes a codependency and then I just resent them and don't like them because they're like a kid to me and I, I don't want to make decisions anymore. I don't want to have, I, I don't want to yeah. take care of anyone. And, um, and, and he's like, and did that, did going on that on 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 the motorcycle and going on that trip did it do anything for you I'm like I've (laughs) he goes did you have to think about anything I said I did not think I didn't worry I was living in the moment I was present I you know can pretty much imagine the the entire ride and what I saw and and um and he had music playing it was just it was just so I gave you life 
like feel life so you much needed. better yeah. I feel so, that's what I wanted like you know in search of in going on dates and just going out for dinner which is great I love dinners mm-hmm. and connecting with people and so forth and and he's very different from many people I I usually date and which is fine and I I just want to be able to um you know have a good connection and you and know somebody take care of you or even think even if he's not taking care of you like he was taking care of you on this date because you were allowed to be whoever you wanted to be and think whatever you wanted to be amazing which you haven't had to do that oh, i haven't had this yeah. like first time ever yeah like just um yeah it was really nice and i finally i just mm. yeah you needed that yep absolutely what it. i will say which i think i mean you <clears throat> you and i've kind of talked about it is that i was never I wasn't looking for my person and I wasn't even if he's not your person but I would never had I seen Brian on a dating app I wouldn't I would have swiped like nothing Mm. nothing Mm -hmm. I mean he just wasn't the typical person I would go for Mm -hmm. at just judging somebody about on their photos or their height Mm -hmm. or you know (laughs) or what they do for a living Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think some we get so caught up in who we would typically go mm-hmm. for that we're, especially this late in life, especially when you don't have a lot of time and energy to get to know an entirely different setup with mm-hmm. someone. Um, I think I'm glad that this guy is kind of shaking things up, even if he's even if he's just of a friend that mm-hmm. you guys go do things with but um but it's important for somebody to come into your life that actually changes the view mm-hmm. yeah and changes mm. everything for you and so many times you hear it oh I met my you know significant other I met my spouse in a way that I'd never met that person before <laughs> or you know <laughs> Who would have thunk I? I mean, I. Who would have thunk I was gonna meet my husband on Instagram, on social media of all places? But you know what happens. Mm-hmm. And who would have known that? And you wouldn't have known that you needed this motorcycle piece to help you be more adventurous, because you are an adventurous yeah. person. I know. It feeds my soul, and I and I miss mm-hmm. it I haven't done yeah. it in so long um and this motorcycle piece uh, when I think of Sophie now I could totally see Sophie on the back of a bike for the rest of her life know. you know you're I right. actually had thoughts of like should I get one of these but <laughs> <laughs> I fling it out no I won't fling, fling it out, it out. <laughs> that might be cool who needs a ring when you have a motorcycle <laughs> tears to my eyes yeah yeah well because you're co-creating in something that I think when you are honored and cherished for who you are and touches you in such a way that you get to just be mm-hmm. really doesn't matter it does. Know, it does it does and and men can show up in a way that does that for us. I never met one that could. That we don't have to 
create it to happen is what I want to say where you each get your agency and your dignity and you're figuring that out in time and and um and just seeing what unfolds I know he was he's such an he was such a nice person I when I saw him in the morning he gives me a card I'm like oh my god I love cards I love cards and I even when I start dating somebody or getting serious I like I really like Uh, cards I tell them I really like getting cards hint hint hint. (laughs) if you're listening (laughs) well I don't know because I'm sentimental and and I do the same words matter words matter Mm -hmm. and and he just got me this really pretty card and it was like it says I'm just thankful and he just said I'm thank you for sharing this day with me and this adventure and trusting me with you know and I'm like oh my god who does this Mm -hmm. not guys (laughs) I think grateful men are really important to have Mm -hmm. in our lives and I think they're fewer and far between and so when you find someone who's grateful, who's really thankful, like yeah. that's, I think of the, the guy that I'm seeing, same, so grateful. And mm-hmm. I just think, I'm grateful too. And so when we're here, just so thankful and we're reveling in, the, in what we experience, mm-hmm. it changes the perception yeah. of trying to, it, it allows you to be in the moment mm-hmm. and actually be... Um, you get to resonate with the moment instead of trying to plan ahead to make the moment happen, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. Yeah. yeah, that you get to see it unfold um, in real time. I love that for you. I'm so. I was unexpected. I mean, just for the for moment, sure. just to even mm-hmm. taste it, whether, like yeah. Amy said, whether it goes on from here, but to have a moment of tasting and to experience it is and pretty darn cool. And now you know, like, if right. this is something you like, it is either A, something that you can continue to do or investigate whether it's just yourself or maybe going into the future Mm -hmm. you add that into your profile (laughs) or just know that but it it is like it I mean now that I think about it and now that you're talking about I'm like seriously I could totally see Sophie as a biker babe for the rest of for for the rest of her (laughs) totally They're adventurous. <laughs> They're fun. Yeah, yeah. It, it it plays well with yeah. You know, um, yeah. And it's also it gave quiet time, so there wasn't a force to mm-hmm. talk constantly. Or, um, yeah. I was. It was really. It was a, just amazing. Like, you it was got like to a twelve-hour date, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to More you got that. to know him by experience. I think when you travel yeah. with people is really you start to see a side of them in the traveling or in the planning or in the mm-hmm. execution of that what they're how, who, they how who they are and you get to see them interact with people on the trail yeah you get to see how <laughs> they deal with you know where they park and how they interact with traffic and mm-hmm. all these different things that for sure interact with Hey, like, do these these things do matter? Because this is what they do when they're not around me, and yeah. so um, because it just happens so quickly that mm-hmm. they can't they can't be on all the time, so to speak. And so I love traveling for that reason. Yeah, because of the new experiences that it invites. 
um, for you to experience of yourself and the other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. It was it felt so great. I feel so good. Yay. Been smiling. I've been smiling. <laughs> <laughs> You've been kind of just like, dancing around <laughs> doing your own thing today. You were very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told him, I said, I know you can see it in the mask, but I, I was smiling. All right, you guys. Well, we're going to take a pause and stop right there for this week. And be sure to join us next week for the rest of the story. Bye. Hey, guys. Just a reminder, this podcast is presented solely for entertainment and educational purposes. We are just friends, me, Amy, and Heather. We're not qualified professionals. This is not intended to replace any professional physician, doctor, medical advice, um, or what have you. We are just friends talking about our experiences and just want to make sure that you take the healthy route and be safe and happy. Love you. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate you listening to us, and we look forward to hanging out with you next Wednesday. Please join us. And in the meantime, please follow us on Instagram at The Real Exes Portland. Also, we would love to hear from you and hear some of your juicy stories. You can email us your stories at rxop.yourstory at gmail.com. Until next week. Bye. Bye.